everyone, welcome to this new podcast. Again, I'm sharing one of my keynote presentations here on this podcast. Um, this is a pretty old one, to be honest. Um, it's four years old, but I still think it's extremely relevant. It's about how far are you willing to go uh, in giving autonomy to your client-facing team members. I believe this is crucial um, to excel in customer experience. And I hope you will like this, uh, this podcast. It has a number of very concrete examples on how you can achieve that and how it will influence your customer experience. Thank you for listening and I hope it will be your inspiration of the day. Third thing I wanna talk about is the autonomy of the front office. This one is crucial. Now, one of the best contact centers we have in Belgium is the one from Eneco. Eneco is an energy company and they have created something that is very simple. It's called Flower Power. So they are allowing their people in the contact center, and those people don't have scripts. They, they can just listen and talk like normal people do. But they have a button in their system that they can send flowers to customers with the push of a button. And the flowers cannot be sent to customers to fix problems that they have created. No, these flowers should be sent to reinforce positive feelings. So what they're doing is very simple. If you have a friendly client on the phone, a very friendly client, those people in the call center can decide to send that person flowers and they add a card and they say, wow, you're, you're a fantastic client. We're really happy to have you. Warm regards, Pete from Ineco. And the cool thing is they measured this with clients. This is a relatively small investment, but the net promoter score from those clients that unexpectedly got flowers from an energy company, wow, that went up. But that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is the fact that the energy in that contact center from the people working there, it went up sky high. Because this is actually the first time that these people got the full authority to decide on something that is that has financial consequences. So they don't, they don't need an autograph to send the flowers. There's only one rule. If you are in doubt, send flowers. And I love that, you know, and, and we're talking about empowerment, but as long as you feel that you have control on what your people are doing among a customer, you know, it, it's not right. It's not going far enough. The more, you're only going far enough if it doesn't feel okay for you as management anymore. And it's also about training people to take responsibility to customers. This is a brilliant example from Airbnb. You know, Airbnb, they had the disaster that one day had to happen someone rented out their house and there was this drug party going on in the house and everything got destroyed airbnb instantly said we're gonna pay for everything we're gonna give you one million dollars to buy a new house and this is how we're gonna solve it we're not gonna go to court we're not gonna debate about who is right or who's wrong we take our responsibility and that is actually what's creating that trust relationship with customers another question you need to ask yourself when we're talking about empowerment of people is how do your employees handle situations where the customer made a mistake? Because we all have a procedure, if we make a mistake, that we're gonna fix problems. If you don't have that yet, it's a total disaster. But most companies have that. Another question is, what if the customer made a mistake? And I wanna tell you a personal story. Um, I was recently in Orlando, Florida to go to Disney World. And we also went to the competitor. We went to Universal Studios. And Universal Studios Islands of Adventure is one of the coolest theme parks in the world. And they have the coolest water rides in the world. And my four and a half year old son was a big fan of that the moment that we went there. And my pre-marketing in that case was just brilliant. I know I'm bragging, but it was brilliant. I showed him videos every single day. I said, Siba, two more weeks, Siba, one more week, tomorrow, there we will go. And we came to the park and he said, which way do we need to go? I said, that way. 
and we went to the right. And as said, my pre-marketing was brilliant, but my research was terrible because he was two centimeters short to go on the right. Now, uh, you can imagine that a four and a half year old at that moment, they use all the tools they have in their possession to show that they don't like that situation. So the guy from the park saw that and he came to us and he showed us this voucher and he said, look, he's almost tall enough. And next time that you're here, he's gonna be tall enough. So here's a voucher for a VIP day in this attraction. And I was already taking pictures because I loved the idea. Um, and I noticed at that moment that this has zero impact on a four-year-old. They're more into the real-time solutions. They don't want a solution for 20 years from now, they want to they wanna have it solved now. So this had zero impact on my son. And at that moment, the guy from the park, he realized, okay, I need to do something else. So he asked us, what is the favorite ride of your son? I said, Spider-Man, he loves that as well. The guy grabs his walkie-talkie and we hear him talk. He says, look, I got a family here of four. You will recognize him because one child has a severe mental breakdown at this moment. <laughs> and it would be cool if you could put them on the Spider-Man ride as soon as possible. So we went to Spider-Man, they were waiting for us. We went backstage, before we knew it, we were in the little car, 3D glasses on our heads, and off we went and everyone was happy again. Now, why do I tell this story? Because in this situation, the park, the company did nothing wrong. They did everything in a fantastic way. They communicated very transparent, very friendly. Everything was okay. The only one who made a mistake was me, the customer. I should have looked at everything. But they helped me without you know, showing the finger. And at that moment, when as a customer, you realize this is my mistake and you're being helped, you're a customer for life. And it's those things that make a difference. You know, In many companies, if a customer makes a mistake, what do we do? We start to debate whose fault it is. And all the energy goes to finding out whose fault it is and who's the bad guy, to pointing fingers. Why do we put energy into that? Why not put all the energy in solving the issue for the customer? Because it's a huge opportunity to create, create a fan for life. Now, and and com a company that has done a brilliant job, if you ask me to create a context like that, it's Starbucks. You know, we've been many times to the headquarters in Seattle of Starbucks, and every single time we are so impressed with the culture of this company. And uh, Starbucks is great in, in digital, you know, they have these digital platforms, they're great in social media, they are leading the world in uh, mobile payments. But at the same time, they created a culture where employees can do something to go the extra mile. They're getting motivated to do that. Like, Starbucks has become world famous just by writing a name on a cup. You know, this is a one second investment every single time, but it made them world famous. But more importantly, it created a context where employees know that the management is valuing things like this. So last week, when I saw this, I thought, wow, this is amazing, you know? In one of the Starbucks around the world, there was a lady that was coming in, and she came in like four times a week, but she was deaf. And the, the lady that was working at Starbucks, she saw that and she saw the customer coming in every single week. And on her own initiative, she learned sign language on YouTube. And then she told that deaf lady, she says, I wanted to give you the same service as I give to other customers. So I learned your language so that we can communicate together. How do I know this? Because the deaf lady posted this on Facebook, the media picked it up and now it's in this presentation. But it just shows to me that Starbucks is an environment where you motivate people to go the extra mile and you don't hold them back. You know? And that's a question you need to ask yourself. Are you motivating people to go the extra mile for customers or are you holding them back? Th those kind of questions are just crucial. Especially now, you know, we're entering this world of automation where many companies will have the choice. Are we gonna invest in humans or are we gonna invest in robots or computers? You will have the choice pretty soon, especially in e-commerce platforms. Are we gonna go for real humans 
or are we going to go for programmed humans? And I, I really believe in the relationship of tomorrow that we're all going to prefer programmed, so fake friendliness above real unfriendliness. I don't think people really like authentic unfriendliness. I think authenticity is overrated in this domain. I would prefer in some companies that they would service me with a robot because that's going to be an improvement over the human. But at the end of the day, what everyone really prefers is to have a real human that is authentically interested in what you have to say. And that's going to be the challenge. But these are going to be the real winners of tomorrow.